This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. From Richmond Cape to royalty, so she would have one believe, boasting about her affair with a newly crowned King Edward VII, Josephine Cornelia Dale Lace was born an anomaly. So begins a new book on this remarkable Edwardian socialite, an owner of one of Johannesburg's most prominent historic landmarks, the Parktown Mansion Northwards, designed by Herbert Baker in 1904. The author of the book, uh, Dr. Pamela Heller-Stern, joins me now to tell me what it was like recreating the life and times of this fascinating personality. Dr. Hellerstone, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for the invitation. Um, Dr. Hellerstone, you actually came across Jose in a kind of um, lucky coincidence way. What sparked your interest in writing about Jose? It was fairly random. Um, I'm fortunate enough to write um, as the subject grabs me. And I generally write in a novel form, and um, for reasons which I'll tell you later. But uh, some years ago in the, in the 90s, um, I joined some of the tours for the Heritage Weekend, and I found that the various pamphlets and leaflets that they had at Northwoods, because the Heritage Foundation have an office there, um, had included one on Jose uh, Dale Lace, and there was also a bit of a biography at pictures and so on. And she turned out to be such an absolutely irresistible, <laughs> uh, wacky individual that uh, for some reason she popped into my mind at the point where I was probably looking for another subject because it takes me quite a long time, perhaps two to three years. In this case, it was three years um, to research and then to write a novel. And I hadn't written a historical novel before, but it just happened uh, that way. And so I think the important thing really there is that the subject appealed to me, uh, the individual appealed to me, but the reason why I write in novel form is really to be able to recreate in imagination um, the, 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 the drama a of the time, of the characters, the theme and the events. One of my favorite genres are historical novels. And I remember as a child reading the book Desiree by Anna-Marie Solanco, which was set in the French Revolution. And from that, I developed an absolute passion for that history, <laughs> but also a knowledge. Because you, you're learning without realizing and you're not remembering perhaps the dates. But you certainly remember the characters. And I think you've done the same with this book, Jose Del Lace. You're creating a human being. And what is it like to be able to do that? And to what extent is she your imagination? And to what extent is she real? I just love that question because in most cases people expected either to be uh, an official history or an official biography in which case, obviously, it would be non-fiction. So in this instance, you have hit the nail on the head because the intention of the author, myself, in writing it was to recreate in drama, in the story, uh, the, the, the original times of Johannesburg. And so in researching the history you're really treading a, a quite a fine line between the, the research, which has to obviously be 
um, correct. But at the same time, the creative imagination of the writer, because I think one has to establish very firmly that I am not an historian, I am not a biographer. Um, I'm, I'm a creative writer. In other words, I write from the imagination. And in that respect, I'm also not a journalist because journalism is currently very popular. And many people assume that that is how most novels are written, but it's not the case um, in this instance at all. And so as, as a novelist and storyteller, I also was fortunate enough, although I am an academic per se by training, but I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, do the research um, and, and have the ability to do the research, which I so enjoy, but also to be involved in, in the visual part of things because I was in the, the art um, uh, business. And from a child, I was always very interested in art and visual arts. So the idea with the creation um, of, of an historical novel was really to make that history alive to for people to actually live those early times of, of Johannesburg and after all to see the relevance of those times in our modern times which is obviously in our rather brash Johannesburg uh, nouveau riche society. So, Dr. Hillerstone, you recreate those times, and those times were also very exciting times. Um, there was so much happening. Johannesburg was just beginning, actually, wasn't it? Or it's a little bit later. Correct. No, Johannesburg was, was just beginning. Um, Josie Dale Lace's um, husband was a um, owned a diamond mine. Um, he was actually an investor. Uh, more than anything else. But the two of them became the socialites of the time. She blew a bugle before she uh, went out shopping so her neighbors and others could watch her go on a zebra, correct? Correct. And <laughs> I, I don't know if we'll have a chance, but I, I actually have a couple of paragraphs there of, of this event because she, all, all dressed in her Edwardian finery. She was also a superb horsewoman. She would go off in her carriage pulled by four zebra. No less. She was unmissable. <laughs> and it was such an event that all the neighbors and the, particularly the children and, and, the, and the grooms and the stable hands and so on. We would all rush out for this grand event of, of Mrs. Dale Lace going off to do her shopping, um, which was in Market Street. And so she was the grand dame and, and the socialite of the time. And this is all reflected in the book and, of course, the mansion itself, which was um, commissioned to um, Herbert Baker. Um, in your book, oh, first, before we go on to that, your research, I know I googled Josie Dale Lace and I got a little bit of information about her and a little bit of information about her husband, but there wasn't a hang of a lot. How do you put the different pieces of her life in London, in Joburg, growing up in the Karoo? How do you put that all together? Where did you get that information from? Look, I have sourced the a lot of the information of course through the, the the Johannesburg Heritage Foundation who actually do benefit by sales of the of the novel um, for those reasons that it per perpetuates their research and the, their restoration of old buildings they do have records as well um, there there are a number of sources of of um, background to Jose's era for instance Thelma Gucha 
who wrote about the, the history of the Wanderers Club and so on. Um, and so uh, these were the various things that I, I, I found and, and, and researched and studied um, in order to make the background and the era, A, come alive and B, um, be genuine. But as I say, I also have to be very selective and and uh, follow that fine line between the creativity and the history so that it, you don't have chunks of history on the one hand and then characters and character development and events um, on the other. So it has to be very smoothly married, and that was quite a challenge for an historical. Well, the thing with novel is you have conversations and you have characters falling in love and you have... Josie as a small girl with her friend and the conversations between those people. And do you make up the conversations that she might have had? I mean, I'm just fascinated to know how you do it. Well, I, I've been a bit lambasted about that, I have to admit, <laughs> because uh, the letter that appears in the novel um, is written by Josie at the time when she was... Uh, about to be presented to Queen Victoria um, as as a debutante, and she writes to her sister. She was the youngest of the, the family, and, and, her, and her, her, her maiden name was Brunk. Brunk, that's correct. Um, and she came from a Dutch family, um, but she was more or less adopted by the the English aristocrats in Cape Town, who absolutely adored her because she was bright, she was beautiful, and she was educated in London. That was arranged by her father. Um, who saw the potential of his young daughter. Correct, correct. And she was uh, very close to her, her, the next younger sister, Rose. And so I created this letter or visualized or, uh, in my own mind, how these sisters would communicate with each other with this huge excitement and the, and the wide open world of London um, for, for somebody like Jose. And as a debutante and the immense social possibilities that were open to her by the aristocrats, because you could only be presented to Queen Victoria if, if you had somebody, um, to, to present you, to support you. It would have been an older woman who'd been presented herself and come, come out, so to speak. Yes. Literally, actually. Because that's and what they did. That's correct. And so that particular, um, Correspondence um, is not a correspondence which they found among Jose's papers. How much of Jose's papers did you use? I, I found it quite difficult to find yeah. that sort of uh, material. material. But to, to me, it was more important for people to get a, to feel, to touch, to smell the, the, the delectable <laughs> smells from the kitchen as they did the banquets and things <laughs> like that, so that it became real. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed your novel so much. And, and you, you talk about the banquets, and you go into quite a lot of detail about the various courses that they had, certainly in the UK, you know, when they had their functions and what a day was like for a debutante. Um, and it must have been amazing to recreate this kind of lifestyle, which is, you know, on one hand you've got um, early Joburg, and on the other hand you've got this established uh, British society with all its norms and class and blah. 
quite correct. <laughs> and that was what was transplanted here, and particularly by Jose, who had been so well-schooled um, in, in the aristocratic life and in the banquets and in the procedure and in all the social formalities. So that was overlaid on, on this rough and tumble of the mining town. And, and that is what I found so relevant and fascinating for our assessment of Johannesburg from those early times. And, and that's actually easy to document, the food that people might have eaten and the courses and the lifestyle that they led. Correct. The, 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 the <laughs> trick, if you want to call it that, is to be able to present it well and to integrate it. Um, for, for many years, I was, I was a student of Jung's psychology, but not as an academic, but as, as an on-hands, as experiential. And so the psychological aspect has always been very important to me. Um, I, I have been criticized to an extent by the fact that Josie really was a, not a very pleasant individual. She could be quite malicious. But that, that is not what I'm trying to put across. Right. Um, I'm trying to recreate the life of that yes. individual yes. as I have filtered it through a creative imagination, but with all the backing yes. and, and the additional vistas yes. of the tangible things that were, were, were happening at the time and the food that was eaten and so on and yes. so on. Yes, you're creating exactly what it is, an historical novel. And and what I find wonderful is the fact that it it has appealed to you on that basis yes. um, quite clearly. And I think that is – and therefore my um, aim as a novelist has actually been fulfilled in that way. Well, I think it did a lot of things for me. Not only did I enjoy the story and get insight into both, as I said, British society at the time but also South African society at the time, but I also learned a lot about Herbert Baker and Northwoods. And I hadn't realized that you could still visit this house. Mm-hmm. Can you? <laughs> Very much so. And and it's also amazing the number of people who come there in the schools. Um, and I've seen various uh, photographs of some of the schools who come in there and they actually dance um, in, in the main hall so that they can recreate some sort of an atmosphere of how it was then. And that is the kind of thing I really wanted to put across in the book. I didn't want a dry academic non-fiction no. or, or history. There are because nobody reads that, let's be honest. Well, it, do, it doesn't make the impact. Yes. And so the same thing would apply in, in any of the mansions. I mean, you consider fortunes won and lost um, by millionaires, by people um, like Bernardo, who mysteriously disappeared on the boat and so on. Um, the, the life really was quite extraordinary. And, the, and that, those were the things that I was really interested in. Um, tell me a little bit about Northwoods. Where is it? How do you access it? If you would like to go, what would you do? Unfortunately, Northwoods, a lot of the ground was sold to, to the uh, College of Education. Um, and because over the years, the problem was to upkeep the mansions. And so a, a huge portion on the western side was where the, where the very luxurious stables, the most luxurious in Africa, um, that Jose and her husband had, had uh, commissioned 
for to Herbert Baker, um, were were destroyed and they built residences for the students. Mm. So you have to go in through the students' entrance, which, which is just um, a block away from the Donny Gordon Hospital. Okay, so, so it's, it's right it's there. Quite so easy. it's very accessible. And, and there's there's a there's a proper security entrance, but it, it's a bit strange because you have to then go past these rather ugly box-like structures, <laughs> and then you get to the wrought iron gates. Um, there's a curator there. Um, who, who's been there for many years, and he 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 has uh, does the various tours. Do you need to book? And and you would book, okay. and you can do that through the Heritage Foundation. They have they have a permanent office there. Okay. Um, but the Northwoods Trust is is actually um, financed by by the mines because the following. Owners after the Day Laces uh, was Sir George Albu, and he was the find, founder of General Mining, which hmm. today, of course, is, uh, becomes Genman and Billiton. Um, but the, and the, the ancestors and the great great grandchildren of Sir George Albu have agreed that within the, the trust of Northwoods, monies would be released to upkeep the mansion. And you can go kind of Upstairs and see the rooms. And well, do- Dr. Fulyun, who's the curator there, has lived there for nearly 30 years, and he he, he has a magnificent uh, knowledge and uh, presentation of um, an enthusiasm. Uh, the, the the mansion itself is right on on the ridge, okay. and of course you have a wonderful view to northwards. And across the road um, is is Arcadia, which is you okay. know was yes. at one time yes. um, Lord and Lady Phillips mansion and then became the Jewish, Jewish. orphanage. Yes. Mm. Yes. And which is also such a magnificent building. That's that's correct. And that was also um, a Herbert Baker design. Uh, are there other landlord uh, mansions that people can get to visit just to get an insight into what life was like there? Oh yes. I mean uh, opposed to, you know, the, the, the miners who are struggling and eking out an existence and that kind of Contrast. Very much so. Uh, in order to really get to know when the tours are and so on, um, you would, could join the Heritage Foundation, which is um, very reasonable and fees f- for the year. Um, and then you, you could go on the various yeah. tours. And also they, they have a wonderful Facebook page um, and that keeps you up to date with all the events and and the research they've done and what's happening and so on. Anecdotally, do you feel that South Africans are interested in her- heritage? I think that one has to really bring people's attention to it. And that was how I originally got involved, because we have a heritage weekend in September. Mm-hmm. And so the more publicity there is around that sort of uh, a holiday, of course, mm. the better, which gives people more awareness. But I do think that once they are alerted to the fact that these tours are available and also uh, fascinating, that uh, we we uh, have noted we get a very good response. Um, because I, I'm, I'm also on the Committee of Open Gardens in Johannesburg. And when I sat at Northwoods at the time when the book was published and various people came through, the interest really was quite overwhelming. How much time did you spend in the house recreating her uh, Jose's lifestyle? Um, not a huge amount. <laughs> I have been there on on a number of occasions. Um, the, the the most fun 
part was photographing the cover. So I had a professional photographer who was a woman, but she had to climb a very high ladder, which, uh, and she'd brought one along which wasn't even high enough. <laughs> and that, and that was really probably the longest time that I spent there hanging on to the ladder so that she could get beyond the chandelier to take a proper photograph. Um, but yes, I had been on, on official tour. And and have been to the place on some occasions. Um, are you working on any other historical novels? Yes, at the moment I have uh, an idea in mind, but um, I, I also have to <laughs> to move a residence, which is a bit of an uh, upheaval. Yes, that's awful. So that, yeah, that, yeah. that is uh, getting in the way a little. But uh, you are obviously the author of a number of books, um, including The Pink Slippers. Um, what are your other books, uh, Dr. Hellerstein? I've written a, a book on, on the Nam Desert, which is the ideal community. It's called It's a Red Moon and, and a Green Man, so it's obviously I the ecology. I have to say I love the titles of your books because it kind of creates a magic that um, that Wanting to read a book, you want to read the book just because the title is so <laughs> well, evocative it, it, of magic or something <laughs> nice. It, it, it doesn't always meet the approval, <laughs> I must admit, of, of of the publishers and or the book distributors. But uh, to, to me, it it always evokes a picture, and I always present verbally, pictorially, because that's the, the way the imagination works for me. But sorry, I interrupted you when you said it was about the novel. Uh, the ideal. Community living in the Namib, in the in the times of of the hippie community, of sex, drugs, rock and roll. But then there would be hydroponics and an independent um, community in the in the desert, as such, but on on the coast. Um, and th- and that was quite fascinating. Well, um, Craig is indicating that we have to wrap up. So, if anybody would like to get hold of you, what should they do? Or if they'd like to get hold of your book. And the book is present in some of the exclusive books. It has been um, put into the Santon book uh, um, store and also in a Bedford View and Bedford Center. Um, I'm hoping also to have a coffee morning there. I have done quite a number mm. of launches in, in different venues, but within the next month or two, I will be doing a, a, a coffee morning launch at Bedford Center, exclusive books. And I do have a website. Um, which is um, www.pamela.com, author, sorry, authorpamela.com, and that is probably the best thing to get on there, and then you can see the various books and, you know, where they are available and so on. Well, Dr. Pamela Hellerstone, thank you so much for joining me. I've enjoyed that chat. And to you. Thank you very much.